and abatement contractor shop. Visit them at their website, jondon.com. That's jondon.com. Clean Facts, the number one information source for cleaning and restoration professionals. Check them out at cleanfactswithanx.com. IAQ.net and Healthy Indoors Magazine, a free online digital magazine for industry professionals and consumers. Subscriptions are available at iaq.net. And Particles Plus. They are engineers and manufacturers of feature-rich particle counters, air quality monitoring instrumentation, and vacuum pump technology. Particlesplus.com. Count on us. Please be sure to thank our sponsors for their support of IAQ Radio when you inquire about their services and products. We are back here at the Beyond Executive Summit, and uh, the Z-Man has now joined me. You want to say hello to the gang, Cliff? Hey, Joe. Hello, everybody. All right. Uh, you want to start things out today? Well, I'll get the trivia question. Oh, Joe. that's right. Let's turn it over to the Z-Man for today's IAQ Radio trivia question. Win a cool prize by outcompeting fellow IAQ Radio listeners and being the first person to correctly answer the IQ Radio Trivia Question of each week. Submitting your answer is easy. Either email us to cslotnick at cs.com, or if you're listening to the show live, you can text in your answer. Congratulations. This is Doug Conan, Heritech Environmental Dayton, Ohio, for his last-minute correct answer to last week's IQ Radio Trivia Question. The IQ Radio Trivia Question for Friday, June 10, 2016, has been sponsored by Ideas, the solution chemistry company, creating unique solutions to odor removal, surface cleaning, and decontamination problems. Now for this week's IQ Radio Trivia Question. Name the political reform movement in the early 20th century which favored replacement of the Ottoman Empire's absolute monarchy with a constitutional government. Back to you, Joe. All right, thank you, Cliff. Hey, I, I think, John, we've got some music for this week's uh, show. John, I think we're back, and uh, we've got with us Chuck Dion. He's the, the man, he's the maestro that's organizing this entire event. And uh, I wanted to mention this is the 11th Beyond Executive Summit. And uh, I want to quickly uh, want to go with the executive training. What, what is executive training, Chuck? Oh, executive, executive training is a lot different than technical training in the sense that it isn't something that you can sit in a class for one day or two days and expect to walk out to train something that you start in a day or two days and then you continue to develop as you uh, practice it in the field and practice it So what are some of the things that the people who are attending here learning to do? But when we uh, developed the summit, it was developed to develop the leadership and the management skills of business owners in the restoration industry. So rather than, again, looking at the technical elements of a business, although we do some of that with accounting and selling, but typically it's with leadership. It's better understanding of ourselves, how we relate to other people, uh, how we manage our own emotions, 
uh, kind of along the line of emotional intelligence. Holly was on the, the program several years ago. Yeah. And so it's becoming better leaders of our businesses. What would some of the courses that people have the opportunity to take here, what would they be? Because I know we have the core courses that people take and they get their certificate, and then we have the – well, why don't you explain how that works? Well, we do have – we have a core, core uh, courses that you have to take in order to graduate from the Executive Summit. And you have to have eight of them completed, and then you receive a diploma uh, jointly from Kent State University and the Ola Management. Um, in addition to that, there are also electives that you can take. And some of the courses this year are Jim Bagnoll's course on Lead from the Inside Out, which has to do with your health and your, your mental health, your physical health, and how that impacts the way you lead people in your organization. Simple comments that we make. We may not realize the impact that it has on the people around us. Amy Shannon is doing one on coaching, and that has to do with helping the owners or managers in businesses coach the people uh, underneath them who report to them so that they can perform better in their business. Okay. Along with those, we have a bunch of electives. And uh, what, what would an elective be? Well, both of those were electives. Okay. Um, another elective is one that Tim uh, Kraft was doing, and that's on communication. Better understanding all the different elements of communication, whether it's electronic or whether it's verbal or nonverbal, and how that impacts our ability to grow our business. One of the things that we, one of the things that we've uh, found with businesses of all levels, particularly small businesses, is that once you exceed the technical requirements of doing the work that you do, the thing that's going to determine the size of your business, where you can scale it, has to do with your ability to lead the people in it uh, beyond your own skill set. And so that's really what we're addressing. All right. You want to move on to the, uh, the young guns? I, I, I think so. I think, Joe. Um, right. You know, what are some adjectives for what these people do? Well, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure. I know we've, we've got the young guns here, and uh, I think our first young gun is going to be. Well, no, I think that, you know, when we talk about young guns, I think these are people that show signs of advancement and, uh you know, it's kind of like the cream of the crop. It's, yeah, you know, it it, 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 people that are rising the crops, so people that are ambitious, they're making really good progress. Yeah, yeah, they're ambitious people. They're they're making good progress. They're you know the the up and coming crowd as they as yeah, a, I think there's yeah. signs of uh, Chuck. Anything you'd like to add? Yeah, if I can if I can just make a comment on it very quickly before I have to leave. Uh, one of the things that we're looking at doing uh, within RIA is succession and looking at the next generation of leaders within the association as well as within the industry. Okay. And so we have a couple of different initiatives going within there with young professional restorers. Many of these people are in that group. This is the future of the industry right here in this room. That's pretty, pretty thrilling. So future we never had it before, and I think, it, I think it's important. Well, I agree with that, absolutely. You never had a young restorers group before at RIA? I don't think that you've had it anywhere else in the industry. In the industry. And, you know, what happens is there's talent and the industry's growing and they want to participate. They don't necessarily know how to participate, uh, probably in some organizations. Uh, they might be locked out of participation. Exactly. And, and uh, That's exactly. you know, in, in this one, I think they're recognized. I think they have the opportunity and, uh, you know, a bunch of smiling faces and they're pretty bright. You know, we look at our kids and yeah. what they're able to achieve. Oh, yeah. and, it, it's, uh, and a whole lot of energy. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and I don't think there's too many gray hairs either. No, no, no. And, and some of us have gray hairs and you get tired after yeah. a while. <laughs> young Turks movement, I got it. Yeah. All right, well, let's bring our first young Turk in here, uh, Zach Reitz. Zach is a member of a well-known family in the industry. He runs Champion Cleaning Services in Sharpsburg, Virginia. And uh, I think some of those Father Jeremy pretty well. I think Jeremy's been on the show in the past, maybe no. no, not. We'll have to get him in one of these days. Zach, um, welcome to the show. Great yeah, to have you here. Here, I'm gonna make a few corrections. All right, please. Georgia, and the one thing that I get all the time is that Jeremy's my father. However, he's my brother. He's your brother, right? Okay. You, you made that. Uh, wow, <laughs> I didn't know that. Okay. So you're the you're the younger brother, huh? Yeah, younger. Quite a bit younger. How much younger? Uh, there's about 13 years between us. Okay. Well, I've got 10 between me and my uh, youngest brother, but that's all right. Sometimes people think I'm the younger brother. Not, not really. We're not, we're not going to say that was a mistake. It's just that 
something that happened, you know? That's right. All right, so your parents are, uh, and your older brother, I, I see now, are well-known in the cleaning and restoration business. Um, your surname comes along with big expectations. How are you making an impact in the business and your own name in the industry? You know, how do you break away from that big brother name? Well, that's a tough question. I thought about that for a little while, and, you know, it's not an easy thing to, to answer. I think the thing that, that I've come back, come away with after looking at it is um, youth is what I bring to the table. Um, and with youth comes a lack of life experience, but uh, with youth comes a different way of doing things, uh, new ideas. Um, you know, I really, I think as a younger person, your technicians, the people out there doing your work are younger people for the most part. So I can relate to them much, much uh, easier. Um, and I think that helps. Also, you know, with the younger ideas, you know, getting the Internet going uh, as, a, as a real strong part of your business, developing relationships, um, you know, just Trying, trying to use youth on your side as opposed to being a negative thing. And, and events like this, we, I, I don't think that uh, the people that did this years ago, the, the predecessors, had these types of events where they could come at a younger age when they were starting their businesses and learn the quality, core things that we're learning here. And so because of that, I feel like the group of young, young restorers out there, they've got some pretty awesome opportunity to come. Okay, first of all, I want to be perfectly clear. This is not a job interview. Okay, <laughs> so because I've been clear, how old are you? 29. 29. Uh, all right. Are you married, family? I'm married with two little boys. Right, good for you. You mentioned the Internet. Um, what, when you say the Internet, for me, it's, you know, email, and I understand I'm a dinosaur because I still do email. Do you tweet and all that other stuff, or you're not there yet either? Uh... I am, I'm probably a little bit, for my age group, I'm probably a little bit socially media behind. Um, that's not always been my strong, I, I really didn't get, um, I don't enjoy that as much as I probably, as much as my, my peers do, but I'm getting into that. And for, for me, when I want to think of the internet, too, one of the big things is uh, not just having print word, but having video, having interactive stuff, people going to draw people in. Yeah, yeah that's, it's got to be a combination of things, as I understand it. We're getting a little better at it, at least here on the IAQ radio. Well, thanks for joining us. It's uh, it's much appreciated. And uh, Jeremy, we will uh, we will hopefully see you soon. And uh, I'm sorry, Zach. I'm all shook up, Zach. You see, I had technical difficulties, and they tend to like shake me up. So thank you, Zach. We appreciate you having us. All right. I guess that, why aren't you doing that? That's Josh Tubro, a line that to clean up in Wheeling, Illinois. There's a Wheeling, Illinois, huh? Uh, I'm used to Wheeling, West Virginia. Welcome, Josh. Wheeling, Illinois, too, right? Yeah. And the Chicago, Illinois, right? That's possible. All of that. Okay. We understand that you and your brother, uh, Justin, couldn't be any more different. And you work together, you get together exceptionally well, and you run an extremely efficient and well-respected company, which was recently rated as one of the top 100 companies to work for in the state. What are the primary differences in you and your brother's personality and management styles, and what advice can you give listeners for siblings working together as partners in a family business? Uh, I think that's a great question. A lot of times we do get asked that question quite often, actually, and I think that what makes our partnership really work and uh, efficiently is the level of respect that we have for each other. So I think that for any, any relationship or partnership to work, respect is, has to be uh, a foundational component. Uh, as well, we have diff very differing skill sets. So it allows us to really work together, listen to each other, and respect each other's um, experience. Justin happens to uh, really be a very high-level big thinker, uh, matched with a high level of enthusiasm, so he typically handles sales and marketing. Uh, I really prefer the details of the business and the operation, so I'm more internal. And the fact of the matter is that when we speak or converse with each other or meet with each other and try to uh, complete strategic planning, uh, we we just really do listen to each other and respect each other's uh, contributions. Well, I, mean, I can see why you're successful because I think the big thinker always needs a detailed guy. Right. There's absolutely no doubt about it because 
about the details that doesn't get done and the projects don't get finished. So. That's, that's true. But I think that, you know, the most important thing is just respectful communication and patience with each other and not allowing uh, the challenges within the business to compromise the relationship that you really do have as family members, which is something that we both are very much committed to. One final question. How, what's the difference in age? Four years. Four years. And how old are you? Uh, 38. 38. Amazing. So, so the other end of the young Turks. I've been in, actually been in the industry for 16 years. And we started the business together uh, 16 years ago. Yeah. Were you uh, as restoration or yeah. carpet cleaning? No. It's primarily all restoration. Actually. All restoration. Yeah. Okay. And it's, it's not a family thing? No. You we started, started the business with a uh, credit card that had barely a balance on it and uh, very small, low credit limit. So, and built it now in the Chicago market to really be a, a respected organization. So now you're telling me you've got two credit cards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you very much for joining us. Josh, thank okay. You. Thank you. All right. Next up, Mitch. Karen? Mitch Karen is the acting general manager of his family's large Winmar franchise. He's in Durham, Ontario. Oh, we got a Canadian. All right. Mitch is a rising star in the industry and a leader in both RIA's Young Restorers Council and the Canadian Council. RIA, for those of you that aren't familiar, is the Restoration Industry Association. I don't want the acronym police to come out. Uh, welcome, Mitch. Good to have you here. What, uh, what piqued your interest and involvement with the Industry Trade Association? That's a big... Uh, you know, I don't see a lot of young people participating in industry trade associations. What caused you to get involved? Well, just to start off, I'd like to thank you, Cliff and Joe, for having me on the radio today. And it's been a great day at the uh, the Oland uh, Executive Summit. So for all of you who are listening today, I encourage you to come down next year. Um, but, yeah, just to, uh, to – when I was getting involved, I came back to the industry. I grew up, um, you know, from a young age, 12, 13 years old, um, being a tech and – Started unpaid child labor. I know all about. Child labor. I know all about <laughs> my dad always told me, you know, and my mom. They told me they paid me down the road. Right. I'm still waiting for that paycheck. I hear you. By the way. <laughs> um, but yeah, what spiked my interest is uh, after college, I actually uh, went into another industry similar um, in the large general contracting field, and I was part of a, a young construction executive committee. So similar to uh, the YPRC, which I chair in uh, up in Canada, and it really inspired me and um, opened my eyes to see when you get a young group together and just kind of what Zach was saying earlier about bringing a different perspective and different ideas to the table. Um, we had a lot of social events and stuff like that in Toronto where we would connect and, um, you know, you'd meet different contractors and consultants and, uh, you know, you give them a call or an email, uh, have a tough question or, or something, you know, maybe you can't reach out to your boss or it's just, it's quick and easy. A phone call, you pick up and it's uh, it's crazy to see the benefits off of you know a network, just uh, networking and meeting people. It's uh, well, you know, I think that my next question kind of leads that leads into the next question. You know, you've had the opportunity to uh, interact and, and know people both in the United States and Canada. Are there any notable differences between the restoration business in Canada and the U.S. from what you've heard? So I'd say the, the primary difference is, is uh, we have a higher claim count with uh, for uh, maple syrup claims. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. All jokes aside. And hockey stick and claims. Hockey stick claims and, uh, and all that. No, but all jokes aside, um, the market where uh, I really see the difference is from the top down. Um, we have a very different insurer market in Canada where um, a small number of uh, insurers control the market, and that kind of dictates same thing to contractors. Um, we have a large, a small number of contractors, mostly large banner groups and franchisors, um, that kind of control the same thing as mostly all, you know, top five big contractors. And so we're dealing typically all on program work, and there's not really much selling or anything that we've had to do in the past. It's all been, you know, program and get everything through exact analysis. Um, but as we know in the industry, there's there's spikes and big drops. So I think we're starting to learn a bit from the American market, um, you know, how um, marketing is, is really important in selling. So we're trying to reach out to other markets like large pro uh, property managers and municipalities and regional work um, where, you know, you actually got to go and, 
build a relationship and um, like you said, like in the States, you gotta you gotta work for work for your dollar and not just uh, be part of a banner group and buy a franchise and have all the work come in. Yeah, you still have to maintain that that relationship and, and quality work. Um, but again, uh, I think we're starting to see a lot more selling, marketing in Canada and uh, it's just exciting and so being able to, you know, meet some of the American groups and young and you know the more seasoned professionals. It's it's good to uh, you know be able to reach out to the people, phone call, email, and uh, see what they're doing down here. Mitch, I have a, a follow up. Um, you mentioned going to social events and and talking with people and so on, and that oftentimes is done in the evening. Is that accurate? Uh, I mean, my son's a contractor, and and you know I try and help out, and, and sometimes going to that evening event can be. A chore. All right, I'll be honest. It's just hard for me to get motivated. How do you get yourself motivated to go out and, and do more at these evening events? Is it just because of your age, or am I, you know, I mean, how do you how do you get motivated? I think it's a mix of things. I'm personally a pretty high energy person, okay. anyway. So you know, I'm I I love what I do. I love working. I love the uh, you know interaction with people. I love meeting people. So um, and even just seeing the benefits off of let's say that first event that. You know, I'm off of work at 6, 7 o'clock. you got an 8 o'clock event you don't really want to go to. Yes. But you go there and you meet a good contact and you meet some good people. And that's just kind of your motivation going forward um, is those relationships that you get to build. And, you know, it's like that opportunity. You know, you didn't go. What's the opportunity that you missed out on, right? Great point. And, and I guess once you get yourself out there a couple of times and start to get that feedback, in the way of jobs and contacts, it just kind of builds on itself. Yeah, and even on a social level too. I mean, you're you're getting out, you're interacting, you're kind of getting outside of that your comfort level, meeting new people, and um, just even like Chuck touched on earlier, talking different personalities, and um, it's it's honestly it's it's, you're, it's like like you're training yourself. It's personal development, professional development, right? Great. Well, thanks so much. How old are you, Phil? I'm 25. All right, congratulations. Thank you, Les. Thanks, Joe. Nice right, to meet you guys. Great to meet yeah. you. All right, next up is Sean Folks, right? Is that the yeah, guy? Yeah, it is, it is. Sean's a second-generation guy, another second-generation owner of Guaranteed Restoration. He's in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. How do they say it's out there? Baton Rouge, right? Well, that's how people that aren't from there say it. How do, you, how do people say it that are from there? Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge. I had it right. All right, there okay. you go. And he was... Uh, Formerly the largest STOP stock franchise in the country, Sean has taken the company independent and continues to grow the business at an impressive rate. So welcome, Sean. And Cliff, let me turn it over to you. Thanks. Yes, welcome. I've known your parents a long time and give them my best regards. Franchise systems are known to provide important support mechanisms. Uh, were you concerned about giving up the support mechanisms when you went independent? We were concerned about it. That was one of the, the biggest things that we enjoyed with the franchise was the network and the support. Uh, but once we, we decided to make the switch, we, we realized there is a lot of other support systems out there to help us get to where we want to be and keep us in line. So what's been the biggest change from going independent? The biggest change probably has been... Uh, Figuring out how to uh, handle our substantial growth since we've gone independent. You think that your the growth was limited when you're in the system? You think or no? I don't think it was no. limited. I think just kind of the the franchise helped us get to a great place. Gotcha. And everything just kind of clicked right at the end of the franchise agreement and at the term. And when we went independent, it all just kind of clicked and started coming. It started happening. Are you primarily doing water damage restoration, or you do carpet cleaning as well, or a mix of things? A mix of things, no carpet cleaning, just water, fire, mold, HVAC cleaning. Is the mold still a hot topic in uh, Baton Rouge? And we love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, um, they they require contractor licensing in, in Baton Rouge for the in Louisiana for mold remediation. Is that still the case, or they drop that? They still have it. They yeah, still have it. Okay. And they still take like a 24-hour training, and then do you still have to get the separate training on um, pesticide, you know, antimicrobial? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you have to have that license as well. That's right. I think that all happened after uh, Katrina. You had people coming down there sloshing up all kinds of gooey, uh, whatever, miracle cures and all that, and they, uh, Louisiana decided to license things. How do you think that's gone? 
from your perspective. You know, yeah, in some states I've had, like Florida, I've had terrible lately uh, reports back. New York, it's not not real good. Um, what about what they did in Louisiana, the way they did it? Is it going okay in your from your perspective? Yeah, it's going pretty good. It keeps uh, it keeps a lot of companies on their toes to make sure that they do what they're supposed to do, and it keeps companies from uh, not being able to do the mold remediation that, that shouldn't be doing it. Okay. Do they enforce it then? I mean, are they out there looking at jobs, or is it more self-enforced? It's mostly self-enforced. Okay. All right. Well, that's great. Do you have other family in business with you? Or? I used to. Okay. Not anymore. Okay. We've got avenues, but they've all gone different ways. Right. Uh, but, yeah, about 10 years ago, we were all in one building, all in one family, two sisters, and uh, it was very difficult. I understand. And we uh, we made the decision. My parents laid out a great great uh, plan for all of us, so we all have kind of our own path that we're going down. Good. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you very much, Tom. Thanks, thanks for joining us on IAQ Radio. Great to meet you. All right, let's move on. Here's an old friend of the show. Jocelyn Dornfield's here. Cliff, you want to do a little share? Yeah, yeah, Jocelyn's manager at AJ Restoration, with, uh, who has offices in both the Forest and Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, Ken Rawhauser uh, and his wife Lynn own the business. They contribute much of the company's success to her efforts. Uh, she also serves on the RIA's Young Restorers Council, and they say she's the brains and the brawn behind something called the Restoring Kindness Movement. And I want you to tell our listeners, what is the Restoring Kindness Movement? Thanks for having me on the show. You're welcome. Good to see you guys. Good to see you. Um, well, Restoring Kindness is doing positive or kind things for other people and accepting nothing in return. And it's something that we we started last year, and we we started last year in our community, and we asked all businesses to participate. So we would put their logo, a link to their website, and we would do blast, email blasts and all kinds of social media blasts, saying, you know, this company, this insurance company, these these people, they're all committed to restoring kindness. And then for the month of July, everybody. Really, they come together, they do all kinds of great things in their community. What's, is there a website, Restoring Kindness? Yep, it's restoringkindness.com. Uh, let me put that in here, then, Josh. Yep, restoringkindness.com. You've got some good video on there, as I understand it. <laughs> yep, there's a couple of them. So we've got Kent on there as the owner of A&J, and he, he explains the movement and, and how to participate and, you know, just encouraging people to to participate and do kind things. And then there's a couple other example movies or uh, videos up there of all kinds of stuff that we've done. Your blooper video. Is yeah, the blooper up? Uh, I don't think the blooper's up yet until <laughs> after the, the campaign is probably up in August. I don't know. <laughs> when did we first meet? I don't know. Was it last year or the year before? It was last year that you and I met here. Right. And I, I just, when she told me the idea, I just thought it was brilliant. And I think that it really has global potential because, uh, you know, I think it puts a smile on everyone's face. Uh, the person that's doing uh, the kind gesture and also the recipient. It does, and it, it's actually quite addicting. So In a good way, right? In a, in a really good way. Well, you don't have to go to rehab, do you? Uh, that would be really cool. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, yeah, it's quite addicting because once you start... Everybody, everybody wants to do nice things for other people, but when you really stop and and focus on it, there's there's so much that you can do. I mean, it's as easy as giving up your seat for someone, um, opening up doors for people, and the the surprise on their face is it, it's really fun and and just restoring those those kind of gestures back into the community, you really get such a positive um, reaction. And it's amazing actually how positive it is because you're holding the door for someone and they're just shocked. <laughs> and it, it didn't cost you anything. It didn't, you know. And then you have other big things. So what we're planning right now is, um, so the Salvation Army, the kids in that program are decorating up signs and thank you cards for the police departments in Madison, and we're delivering popsicles to the police departments in July with the cards. And because um, my brother, a, he's the chief of police in a neighboring community, and I asked him, what can we do, you know, that 
what can we do to get everybody, all, all three shifts, everybody, because that's a lot of people. And he said, it's hot in July. <laughs> it's hot. Get popsicles. So. Popsicles. All right. <laughs> so and a card, did you say? Like a little yep. thank you card? Yep. Like, that's thank nice. you for, you know, serving our community and helping us and protecting us. And thank you for what you do. Good. So, and will they personally hand it to the police officer then and get a little interaction that way as well? Or? Yeah. So we'll go into the departments and deliver them. Good. So if, if people are around. But the, the, the main point of the movement is you're not there for to watch everybody and to see what they're going to do, you, you kind of do your thing and you leave. We have a postcard, a leave behind, that you have the postcard on there. It says, you know, we're, we're in the business of restoring lives, communities, you know, and now we're, you know, we want to do something nice and we're uh, restoring kindness. And then on the back it says, well, now it's your turn. Yeah, it's like an accurate. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like a bucket challenge or something like that. Well, thanks again, Jocelyn. Do we have anything further, Cliff? You want to move ahead? We got to get to halftime. We're uh, we're a little over on halftime. John, let's thank our sponsors. We'll be back and with the second half of our Young Guns of Restoration. And thanks to our association sponsors, the Indoor Air Quality Association, a nonprofit, multidisciplinary organization dedicated to promoting the exchange of indoor environmental information through education and research. Visit them at iaqa.org. The Restoration and Specialty Cleaners Association have been serving the needs of and advocating for their members for over 30 years. Remember, Triska is your link to industry training, certification, standards, and events. Their website is trsca.org. Thanks to our advertisers. Gray Wolf Sensing Solutions, who use advanced sensor technology and embedded computers to provide superior environmental test instrumentation. Visit them at wolfsense.com. Legends Environmental Insurance Services, the experts in insurance for environmental consultants and contractors for over 20 years. Visit them at legends-enviro.com and, of course, our marquee sponsors. John Don Products, where restoration and abatement contractors shop. Visit them at their website, jondon.com. That's jondon.com. Clean Facts, the number one information source for cleaning and restoration professionals. Check them out at cleanfactswithanx.com. IAQ.net and Healthy Indoors Magazine, a free online digital magazine for industry professionals and consumers. Subscriptions are available at iaq.net. And Particles Plus. They are engineers and manufacturers of feature-rich particle counters, air quality monitoring instrumentation, and vacuum pump technology. Particlesplus.com. Count on us. Please be sure to thank our sponsors for their support of IAQ Radio when you inquire about their services and products. All right, we're back with the second half of our show. We've got the Young Guns of Restoration here at the Beyond uh, Executive Summit. Next up is Jared Dixon. Jared and his wife, Whitney, founded and have run Master Restoration in Clearwater, Florida since 2008, and they've built an extremely impressive company focused on highly trained employees and dedication to customer service. Welcome, Jared. Uh, what? What does uh, Never Stop Improving mean to you? So Never Stop Improving to me means implementing new technology, working towards a better tomorrow. We want, you know, unless I'm dead or in the grave or retired, <laughs> we better be continuing to learn and implement. We don't want to conform to the status quo. Good for you. Well, can you provide some examples of how you've implemented these continuous improvements in the company, just a couple. Sure, absolutely. So quick couples would be, uh, you know, you have programs like Reads TV that you're able to use and take back and train your technicians. And then you, there's courses that you can take here at the summit uh, where you learn about continuing education and training your employees to be a better unified team and working together for better efficiency, overall better service for your end user. Yeah. Tell you another one's called IAQ Radio, by the way. <laughs> Four hundred and seventeen hours of good information. Yeah. All, all for free. 
Uh, it's all archived, so it's all available. So is uh, Clearwater getting ready for hurricane season? It's about that time, right? Oh, yeah, it's game on. It's season time for us. We had some nice rain earlier this week, and we're uh, looking forward. So you actually came in, it looks like, just after the last hurricane. Or were you part of the 2008? When was the last big one in Florida? The last big one in Florida was some time ago, uh, maybe 06. We were seeing some. We had uh, Galveston that went through. It kind of affected the panhandle and went mainly in Texas area. Okay. And what are they saying uh, for the next couple of years here? Does it look like it'll be a busy hurricane season? Or? They are saying that there's, uh, with the weather and the conditions, that there's a good possibility this year and the upcoming year. It'll be coming. Oh, well, thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of your right, summit you. here. Pleasure. All right, next up. Next up, we've got Bayron Rodriguez. All right, this ought to be an interesting one here. Bayron Rodriguez, he's a Cuban immigrant who escaped to this country with nothing, and I mean nothing, and is in the process of building an impressive cleaning and restoration company. He started out with no capital, limited English, and he's now killing it in the Louisville, Kentucky market. Ah, he's down in the Muhammad Ali area, huh? This is an American success story. Uh, Bayron owns Rodriguez Cleaning Service. Welcome to IAQ Radio. Thank you so much for having me here. Good to have you. Cliff, let me... You probably couldn't have picked the worst time to come to the United States. <laughs> you, you, know, you came here you know, during a, a pretty deep recession. You know, there's a lot of unemployment. Uh, I guess, first of all, is America truly the land of opportunity and, and more? Uh, well, I don't know if it's really the land of opportunity if I'm concurring with another country. At least if I'm looking at Cuba and looking at this country, you got a lot more opportunity because, you know, I just jump into a business without knowing anything and without no money, just with the desire to work, make some money, have great clients, and I'm doing it. You know, and I couldn't done it in Cuba. They wouldn't let me do it. Are there disaster restoration companies in Cuba? How do disasters get handled? First of all, the countries that they're back. Yeah. When you have when we have a disaster, the government runs everything. Government runs They pull people, you know, from whatever you're doing and you gotta help. What about a lot with of people help? Too. Like a standard water damage somebody has a I don't know, a broken water line. They have to take care of it themselves, the neighbors pitch in, how does that work? Yeah, most of the time you gotta fix it. If not, you go with, you know, call your neighbor. He tried to fix it, and usually between neighbors, you can fix it. Okay. Are, is there any equipment? Do they have dehumidifiers? Oh, no, we don't have No that. such yeah. thing. Yeah. It's a whole different system and process. Yeah, we don't have air movers. We don't have DUs. We don't have uh, antimicrobial. We don't use that. How do people dry out a building? You know, I don't know because I'm pretty young and I haven't. I didn't deal with that. You were fortunate before you left. You didn't. Yeah, have to. I, I really don't know how. So you come here and find a whole new industry. Yeah. This didn't exist where you were from. How do you learn about it? Well, I started working uh, for another company doing some carpet cleaning. Okay. And I said, well, I'm going to start my own. And I just started trying to learn as much as I could. Okay. And I've been, you know, around good people who've been helping me. And I think that's the key, you know, being around good people. Um, there's always someone who will be willing to help you if you ask for help. And carpet's not big in Cuba either. Is no, there we any don't have carpet? any. No well, we, we have some carpet, but it's only in hotels. Okay. So this was a whole new world for yep, you. Yeah, it was. What advice would you have for other immigrants that are in the United States or someone planning to come to the United States? Uh, if they're planning to... And they can, because, you know, we're from different countries. I I would tell them to speed up and get here. Okay. You yeah. know, we got a lot of opportunities. And if they get here and they want to start their own business, go ahead and jump. It won't be easy. It will be hard. But you can make it. At least in Cuba, we're taught that you got to do whatever they want you to do. Here, I do whatever I want you to do. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Your, your story is inspirational. <laughs> thank you. Pleasure to meet you. Thank you. Okay. All right. Next up, we've got, I believe, Matt Hensley. He is the manager of Total Restoration Services in Indianapolis. Total Restoration is a very fast-growing, extremely well-run company 
that have several 30 and under sharp individuals at high levels within the organization. Matt serves also on the Young Restorers Group of the Restoration Industry Association, and we believe he will be a leader in this industry for a long time. Matt, welcome. Good to have you. Indianapolis is a very competitive market. I know that. It's also a very mature market. People have been doing high-level restoration there for years, and you know, leading industry technologies have been born there and, and kind of come out of there. What's your company doing to separate itself from the competition? Uh, I think first and foremost it would be um, establishing good relationships. Um, a lot of those companies that you speak about um, are on program work, and um, as, as we've seen, it kind of went away from the relationship aspect. Uh, and we try to provide an overall customer experience, whether that be the person who's referring us out uh, or the homeowner that we're doing work in their house. Uh, I think another way um, is that as we continue to grow and get bigger, uh, we, we provide the same service as a small company. Uh, so the, the little things, um, uh, communicating, following up, uh, providing them just that top-level service. Uh, the last thing is that we're not wanting to do everything, but what we do uh, do, we do extremely well. Um, so we're not going to spread ourselves thin providing okay service. Uh, what we do, we're going to do it extremely well. I guess there's kind of an industry secret. You came to the the forces of light from the dark side, right? Yeah. Yeah. I started out as an insurance contractor <laughs> um, and, and did that for about six years and then came over to uh, the restoration side and I absolutely love it. And you don't part do you participate at all in the programs or in, in the insurance programs or it's it's probably less than three percent of our business. Okay. Yeah. That, that's a conscious decision. You decided not to get involved with those. Absolutely. Right, great. All right. Well, Matt, it worked out well. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Good watch. Another young gun. Great to meet you, Matt. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon. All right. Next up, Elisa Nietzsche. I believe I got that right. I hope Elisa. Her and her husband Grant own one of the fastest-growing serve pro franchises in the country. They are located in Wheaton, Illinois. They were completely new to restoration when they started out and have figured out the game very quickly. Welcome, Elisa. Thank you. Thank you uh, for nice nice you. to meet you. Nice Thank to you see you. Yeah. So your vision is bigger, faster, and stronger. Do you feel that your vision is any way constrained by working within a franchise system? Um, first of all, that's a great question. But in life, there's always a give and a take. And it, 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 it holds very true to this question you're asking me. So all in all, we feel that um, being a third pro franchise has opened us to opportunities that otherwise we really wouldn't have had. So uh, no, I don't think it's restrictive because um, it, it's really opened more doors for us than it has shut. Got a question. Uh, when I went onto the website, okay. you have, uh, I guess there were three different cities that were on there. Did you have one franchise first and get additional territories into the other, or did you have that? Did you, you know, did you start out and, and move into those other areas and yes. buy additional territories? Yes. Okay. We started off with one license or gotcha. one territory, and we've since expanded, um, and we now have two licenses. Okay, gotcha. Mm -hmm. Good for you. Thank you. How many years? Uh, ten years. And what did you do before this? Uh, before this, I was in marketing. Okay. Oh, well, that's probably a good background. Yeah, that's uh, probably you know, marketing is an important part of things. Do you find, as a marketing person, uh, well, maybe I shouldn't ask, I don't know, the serve pros marketing, um, did it kind of fit the way you had been taught to do marketing? Is it? I think that I must say, um, Pro has great marketing, great brand recognition. That's something we think that they do excellent. Yeah, I think like it never even happened or whatever is probably one of the most memorable slogans in the industry. Absolutely. Oh, great. Well, okay. Lisa, thanks for joining us. Thank it's you nice know. to meet you. For the rest of the summer. Thank you. Take care. Next up is Joe Donnelly. Joe owned a successful commercial janitorial company, decided several years ago to expand into the restoration world and specifically the commercial market. He and his wife have spent the last several years building Claria Clean into a restoration leader in the St. Louis market. Joe, welcome. Good to see you again. 
I met mean, Joe in training class many years back. It seemed like five or six years ago now. Huh? Oh, that's all. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's all right. It doesn't move along as fast for me as I guess for other guys. Joe, welcome. It's like that roll of toilet paper. The closer you get to the corner, after it goes. Cliff, let me turn over. Uh, thanks, Joe. Uh, Joe, what made you decide to add restoration to? your business. So we came from building services, right. primarily janitorial and commercial floor care. And then there's a lot of water points and there's a lot of people in commercial buildings. So in turn, instead of turning that over to another restoration company, why didn't we just bring that in-house? And becoming a Violin client, they said, you already have the relationships off of the services. And then doing a lot of ramp-up training and using resources like Joe here and also Violin, um, it was a lot of hard work, but if our clients knew they could call one individual who already had access to the buildings, we can go in open access, clean it up, and then they never uh, incurred any business interruption if they had a water loss or a a fire or smoke job. Yeah, I noticed when I went onto the website that you seemed to have some really good relationships with churches, and you know, there were a couple of interviews, you know, testimonial interviews, and, and so on and so forth. So do you focus more on commercial than on residential? Yes. Um, I would say 98% of our business is commercial services. Okay. And we do that through all organic marketing. We're not on any program work. So a lot of it is um, very proactive marketing and then offering a Mars service that we call our PREP plan. It's a pre-disaster planning kit gotcha. that we give them so that they know who to call when they do have anything that would cause business interruption. Yeah, it's interesting. It's a company in the Pittsburgh market that has taken this to an incredibly high level. They've actually gone to uh, college campuses. They actually send an If they get the contract, they actually send an estimator into the buildings, who measures all of the buildings pre-loss, pre-loss. So they spend an incredible amount of time in ma you know, measuring everything so that, that you know, they've already got to take off so in the event something happens, uh, really they really respond to it. Yeah, I was, I was flabbergasted. But we offer a very similar program. I don't know their program exactly, but that sounds uh, what we're offering to our clients. So where's the name Claria Queen come from? That's always been interesting to me. Uh, it definitely comes from our daughter, our two older daughters, Claire and Olivia. Oh, cool. <laughs> we talked to a trademark lawyer, and they said, just come up with a name, and that's how we came up with the name. Claria Queen. Yeah. Awesome. All right, my granddaughter's Olivia, too, so that's even better. In fact, I hope you're listening, sweetie. Happy to be on shortly. All right. <laughs> Joe, thanks for joining us. All right. Thanks a lot, gentlemen. Pleasure to see you again. Take care. All right. You too. Let's move on. We've got... Uh, let, me, let me have you do this next. Okay. Time. Century Construction, Blake Moke and his wife, Julian, are crushing it in Houston. They're Diamond Affiliate and Contract and Connections members and recently purchased a Service Master franchise in San Antonio. Their entire company team is under the age of 40. So I guess I'm unemployable. These guys are taking the restoration business by storm. Uh, thank you for, for, for joining us. Thanks for having me. Uh, you seem to value group associations. So does your firm obtain similar or different benefits from the participation in Service Master, Diamond Affiliate, and, and Contractor Connection? So I think we, we get both. We get differences from each one, but we also get a lot of similarities. And, and I really want to focus on the similarities because while they're all lead management sources or lead, lead sources for us, mm -hmm. um, I think the bigger similarity is they're all um, networks that we get to obtain great vendors from and, and peers, like in this room. Uh, without Violin, we wouldn't be here today um, and meet all these wonderful people in this room. Um, and I, I've learned most of my business um, through meeting And that's the similarity that we get at all those groups. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. I think that the, most of the learning with associations, although it's great in the classroom, you know, the ability to have a peer, to have someone that you don't compete with that will tell you whatever you want to know and 
openly share the secrets uh, back and forth is. And you start to look at your competitor in a different light, that they're a peer, uh, and that you can learn from them. Even in your backyard, you know, like we're, there's enough work to go around, uh, especially with the weather and the way things are playing out these days. So uh, you learn immensely from the guy that went before you. Yeah, how far apart are the cities that you operate in? Uh, three hours okay. by, by car. All right. Yeah. Now, let me, I'm not sure I understand. What's a Diamond affiliate? Um, well, Diamond is a now a TPA. Like okay, third-party administrator. Yeah. I see. All right. And then you've got Contractor Connections. I'm familiar with that one. And then you've got a Service Master franchise. Is that, I don't know, I've never heard of that before. How does that happen? I mean, is that something you could talk about? We, I don't even we know. started independently uh, eight years ago okay. uh, and built our business. And then about four years ago decided that... Uh, if we can't beat them, we, will, we wanted to join them. Oh, okay. So, uh, bought in service master. I see. So now everything falls under the service master? Yes, sir. Okay. I, that's what I thought. You kind of have to do it that way, don't you? I don't think we're we can still independently brand our original business, uh, and that, that's what does our reconstruction. Uh, and then we brand the service master for litigation. And Century Construction is the original? Yes, sir. Okay. Right. Blake, and you didn't have a background in this area, or your family, or anything like uh, that? I went from college to... Restoration. I know, I know nothing else. How the heck did you go from college? What, what got you in restoration? I wanted to get dirty. I wanted to get dirty. I wanted to work on weekends, work on holidays. I watched the of my life. You know, that's um, I had a friend of mine's dad that was in it and just okay. needed a job and away I went. You got the job and then moved on and started your own thing. That's awesome. Where's Magnolia, Texas, by the way? Houston. Northeastern. North of Houston. North of Houston. Oh, you're getting, you uh, yeah. probably just got hammered, huh? It's drying out a little bit. It is. So. Okay. Well, Blake, thanks for Thank joining you. us. It was a pleasure Appreciate to meet you. Me. Thank uh, you. Uh, it's been a pleasure meeting all this uh, young group here. I'm feeling a little old today, little Cliff. I don't know. Well, I, I, I think the one thing that the person that really gets credit for the show is Jeff Jones. I thought it was a great yes. idea. Really. Uh, great Jeff idea. here at Beyond uh, has been such a big help in uh, pulling this all together and getting this fine group of young folks here to uh, join us. And, you know, I learned. Uh, I learned a lot from working with the young, younger crowd. And uh, it's good to see the enthusiasm, you know, and, yeah. and uh, to see the, the people. You know, it's like you know, Sean, folks, I knew, I, I knew his parents, you know, and it, it's, uh, it's great. I hope it's contagious. Yeah. I feel a little... A little more, uh, a little more juiced up already. All right, there you go. Got that four-hour drive home now. Though. I don't know about that. <laughs> All right, well, hey, this is Radio Joe Hughes saying thanks so much to my co-host, the Z-Man, Cliff Zlotnick, back at the studio. John, you gotta have faith. Great job as always, John. Of course, our growing group of loyal listeners. Please come back next Friday at noon for the next episode of IAQ Radio. This has been another IAQ Radio production.